From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation in technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale, construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit GuaranteeTitle.net. In this episode, reporter Brian Johnson speaks with the 2021 Finance and Commerce Top Women in Construction winner, JoLynn Hansen. After decades of working in the construction industry, Hansen left her daytime job to launch her own custom crushing company in 2008, right at the start of the Great Recession. It wasn't the best timing, perhaps, but the gamble paid off. Hanson Custom Crushing, based in Forest Lake, has done well in the crushing business with a cross-section of both public and private sector clients. The company specializes in asphalt and concrete recycling, but it also provides quarry and pit crushing and screening of rock, limestone, sand, gravel, and other aggregates. A past president of the Association of Women Contractors, Hanson has more than 30 years of procurement, administrative, and management experience in construction. Prior to launching Hanson Custom Crushing, she was the crushing office manager at Freydor Inc. in Little Canada. In the following interview, Hanson talks about starting her business during the recession, the company's experience on projects such as the St. Croix Crossing and the recently completed 35W at 94 downtown to Crosstown job, and more. Please be joined by Jolyn Hanson, owner of Hanson Custom Crushing an owner-operated mobile crushing company that specializes in recycling asphalt and concrete. Other services offered include quarry and pit crushing, screening of rock, limestone, sand, gravel, and other aggregate materials and aggregate sales. So thanks, Jolyn, for uh, joining me today. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. Great. Well, I guess we can just jump right in. I was uh, just wondering if you could talk uh, a little bit more about your company and how long you've been in business. It sounds like uh, you've been around for a while. Um, so if you could start with that, that'd be great. Sure. Well, like you said, we're a mobile rock crushing company. We started back in 2008. And since that time, we have expanded. We are we usually run three plants. Sometimes we run four. We also have a screening operation that we can run. And this past year, uh, in 2020, we picked up a demo processor so we can um, help our customers with demo projects and processing material on site. Okay. And you're based right here in the Twin Cities, uh, Forest Lake, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Based out of Forest Lake, but are constantly moving from site to site. Yeah. So what areas do you serve? Do you go all across the metro area and beyond or... Yes, we uh we serve the uh, entire 
metro area and outstate Minnesota. We are actually a certified DBE in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, uh, and Wisconsin, as well as Minnesota. So uh, we had been out with a division in North Dakota back in 2011 through 2015, a lot of during the oil time, but pulled everything back to base it out of here with uh, the amount of highway work that was going on to serve our customers in this area. But yeah, we branch out. Um, I would say out stay out of Minnesota is more of for customers that we know, um, but we are looking for work or do look for work in other areas. Okay, so you do a lot of MnDOT projects and things of that nature. Um, is it yeah. Typical? Yeah, we've done, we do a lot of state work or we've done the majority of the highways in the metro area we've done um, and outstates. We do a, we used to do probably 50 private, 50 state work. Then we were doing a lot more state work when the highways were really under construction, as all people know, the last few years. Now we have done, this year we've done probably again, 50-50 um, adding usually we add probably three new customers each year so okay i was just looking on your website at some of the projects you've done uh, i noticed that you work for example on the st croix crossing uh what was that like that's that was quite a job yeah yeah we worked on the st croix crossing we worked on a lot like i said of the highway projects and it's a lot of fun to see where they start and where they finish and how everything falls in place um, the part we do of the job is we move in and move out and move in and move out. So mm -hmm. a lot of times it's very interesting when we're called to get back on site, where exactly they think we're going to crush and how it works out. But yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how these prime contractors make everything fit into place in timing. It's, uh, mm -hmm. quite amazing. Was that one of your more challenging projects or just? Uh, St. Croix Crossing, that was, a, that was an enjoyable project, I would say, timing-wise, location-wise, um, space-wise for what we do. I would say a challenging one was the 35 that just finished up in Minneapolis, um, mm. just because of the tight, tight spaces, right? They're on the highway, mm. moving in, moving out, um, stockpiling, timing, all worked out great. Um, we worked for Schaefer on that project. Everything, everything fell into place, but it was quite interesting in some of the locations that we needed to be located and to try to stockpile. So, um, but it all somehow or another, it always works out. Yeah, that was an impressive project. I know I drive a lot on that stretch of 35W and just in the past four years or however long it's been, was going on, it just seemed like it would never end. And then all of a sudden, you know, there you are. It's all the lanes are opened up again as of what, the 10th of September or something like that. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Pretty cool to see that come to fruition after all those years. Yes. So um, what, um, what, uh, how, how did you end up in this business? Um, was it just something that you uh, had an interest in or? Well, um, I kind of stumbled into it, but uh, I had always been interested in the uh, construction field. I always wanted to drive truck actually over road when I was growing up, never did. Um, ended up starting for a crane company, moving to a concrete company, ended up with an excavating company, 
that we hired people to come in to crush and recycle the material on site. So we actually hired the companies. And uh, during that time, I worked with my husband and he had asked the owner of the company, maybe we should buy a crusher and just do, do, do your own crushing. Um, and the owner said, yep, have at it. So we went out and you know found what we needed, did our own crushing, went out, found crusher uh, customers and it grew from there. And I was with that company for 13 years. And then I decided that I was going to try something different. And when I left the company, um, an opportunity came up that if I wanted to go out and do it um, on my own. So, and I'm going to tell you the answer to that was absolutely not. But then uh, my husband said, hey, I'll quit and do it with you. And we had been working together for multiple years. And I thought, okay, we'll give it a try. As we sat on our couch watching CNN in the middle of 2008, um, or actually end of 2007, beginning of 2008, thinking, wow, we just crushed, we just uh, quit our jobs and um, we have a lot of debt. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I told him, I said, well, if we could make it through now, I said, we should do pretty good down the road. So, yeah, that was a pretty bold move at that time when with the economy and all the way it was. But, uh, and I imagine it's pretty uh, capital intensive business. Um, with all the equipment you need. So um, did you ever have second thoughts? Like, what am I getting into here? <laughs> um, no, no. I think once I got into it, I was like, you're, we're either going to make it or break it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it work. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't easy. Um, a lot of people say, you know, oh, geez, you own your own business. You got it made. There's people that own their own business. No differently. So, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. So a um, lot of long hours, a lot of self-performing, mm -hmm. um, thankfully a lot of good employees. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a whirlwind, but it's uh, no, no second guesses. Many mornings woke up, why do I do this? Um, there's gotta be something easier, but uh, wouldn't be a challenge then, I guess. Mm -hmm. how, um, how much have you grown since then? It sounds like you're doing pretty well now. We talked about some of the projects you worked on and, and how many employees do you have and, and what kind of growth have you seen? Uh, we have 16 employees. Um, we did have 21 at one time. That's when we were out in North Dakota too. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as sometimes the more employees you have and the more business you have doesn't mean the more you're making. Sometimes mm -hmm. it means more headaches. Um, so we have 16 employees right now, great employees. We have long time employees, which is very helpful to me. Um, we have, I would say over the years right now, we're probably sitting at three, four times the size we were when we started. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, we had rained out into North Dakota, then we pulled back and now we've, uh, kind of growing back to where we want to be. And we're starting to look at just some different opportunities and a little less capitalized um, equipment wise and stuff. So that's where we ended, uh, added the demo processing, which is something that goes with what we do, mm -hmm. which is usually something that, you know, a prime hires. And then um, so, and some looking into some demo projects and maybe getting into some other, uh, we have a lot of knowledge in the excavating um, and the equipment to do different things. So find maybe another little niche to add on that goes with the crushing. Okay. What, what kinds of trends are you seeing on the equipment and technology side? Do you find you have to keep 
investing quite a bit in that just to keep up with the current trends or? Well, when it comes to rock crushing um, and mobile crushers, uh, it's less of purchasing new, but there is a lot of repair. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we need to continue to upgrade, get a bigger and better machine. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're always working on different setups that can assist the production Um, Our customers, you know, kind of giving our knowledge of this is a good way to do it, having the equipment to be able to do that, say, if you need more conveyors to spread something out, a pile out instead of um, making it longer, you can make it higher because you have the stacker to do it. So it's it's not a lot about keeping up with the times of new equipment. It's more of keeping the equipment running and having the equipment you need when you need it. Mm -hmm. So um, we're lucky we, over the, over the years, we've, we have a lot of different pieces that we can put in different configurations to usually um, fit any job that we need to, to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So what, uh, what is your workload like now and and how did the, uh, how has that impacted at the uh, height of the pandemic? Well, the past probably three to five years, there's been a lot of highway construction. So in the beginning, we did a lot of private work um, and and government work. And then we ended up doing last three to five years, a lot of highway construction. And with just the whole COVID and the whole political overchange, this has very been a very odd year. We thought that we were going to be very slow. So we kind of set up to, you know, precautionary go into a slower year but we've ended up um, doing a lot more smaller projects. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, adding some new customers and being able to provide some new services for customers. So it's been, it's been uh, interesting. Um, I would say kind of fun because it's, you know, it's a little different meeting, you know, and meeting new people and stuff and trying new things, but it's been a good year to kind of rein in uh, what we do kind of expand in our employees. We've kind of put people in different places and to look at what other types of work we can add on to our um, specialties that we can provide going forward. Mm -hmm. Well, being on the, uh, the the type of work you do, that wasn't affected as much by the shutdown and, and so on as some of the other work, right? I mean, highway work and uh, stuff, I think, pretty much went on. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It was, you know, we had to put the precautionaries and just make sure, you know, we were following different rules there. But that it's a lot easier when you have like two to four people on a crew and they're working out in the middle of a farm field. They can, you know. They can keep their six foot and, you know, so yeah, we didn't, we did not, we were lucky and did not, um, weren't shut down or hampered by that. Okay. It was, it was slower because other places I think were hesitant of what was going to happen. Um, but we made her, made her through. Yeah. Well, what, what's your outlook for, um, like the coming year in, in your sector? Um, you know, obviously it'd be nice if the, uh, federal government acts on that infrastructure bill and some other things that they're talking about, but um, what, what's kind of your outlook? Are you optimistic that you'll um, stay busy? Yeah. 
yeah, I'm optimistic because I have a lot of places I can go. If, uh, if it's not too busy here in Minnesota, I can step over to another state. Um, and that's where it comes with just being the flexibility of what you have. If crushing slows down, we have something else to fall back. And, you know, so if the crushing slows down and we do more processing or we do ditch digging or whatever, you know, happens to be one of the other expertise that we have added on. So, um, I, uh, I, I foresee the upcoming picking up again. Um, maybe not this coming year, but the year after it would be nice to see some of the expenses, um, go now because that's it's kind of hard bidding jobs when every time you turn around you know <laughs> fuels higher steels higher and then another uh kind of a scary part is being able to get the uh, a parts you need mm-hmm. you know a couple of our crushers are german made so if we don't have them on hand it can it, it could you know it could stop you we inventory a lot of it but there's a lot of big pieces that you really can't inventory. So, um, I'm optimistic. I I think it's, it'll all work out. That's one of those big unknowns. I think, in fact, uh, we mentioned the St. Croix crossing project. I think that caused a delay at one point when some part, they needed some part or some equipment that they couldn't get right away. And, um, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I know they had some, some challenges with that, um, at some point. Yes. There is, there is a lot of different delays and that is a trickle down effect. And especially as a small business, it's a, it's a hard thing to, uh, uh, to suck up, I guess, you know, I mean, we don't have the extra, you know, making money here and losing money there. It's Mm -hmm. so, yeah, things like that can really, um, I just think if we had any state projects and, you know, multiple of our crushers went down and you couldn't run them, well, there's not much we can do, you know hopefully find a rental somewhere, but, um, we've been lucky and, and we kind of know that that's out there. So the shop people have a good idea of saying, Hey, you know, we're just going to buy these to have, because otherwise they're talking a nine week, you know, and we got a loader tire. They they're saying it could be nine weeks. So it's like, Nope, you, we need more loader tires and in inventory, you know? So, so it's just good planning and kind of, what your workload's going to be and that kind of sounds like right try to watch the horizon yeah um it must be quite a trick to bid those jobs when you don't know these things what's going to happen with pricing and uh the supply chain and things like that do you have is that do you typically uh how do you do something like that (laughs) well (laughs) we can (laughs) Well, sometimes it's you bid it where you think it's going to be and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, you know, sometimes I have bid them high, expecting something coming. Mm-hmm. And in other, you know, our competitors, they don't and it doesn't come. So, of course, I'm outbid. But mm-hmm. I guess that's a risk I'm willing to take. I'd rather, um, I'd rather not buy a job and have to pay to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's an interesting line of work. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd care to add before I, I let you go? We've covered a lot of ground there. Um, no, I don't. Uh, no, I just uh, to all the up and coming coming uh, construction companies, the newbies, the old bees, or anyone that's thinking about getting into the industry, 
Um, I think for tradespeople, I hope more tradespeople get into this. I hope more um, young people get into the construction industry. It's a good lifestyle. It's kind of crazy, but it's uh, provides good, interesting, um, long term, and yeah. Oh, absolutely, and uh, hopefully we'll keep that pipeline of. Uh, I know that's always a challenge; has been for a long time, and not just in construction, but in in other parts of our economy as well. So. Um, yep. One, one thing with construction, it keeps going, it changes, mm -hmm. but somehow or another, it, I think, uh, keeps going. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your time, Joanne. Uh, really nice visiting with you and, uh, good luck going forward. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to beyond the skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.